Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning, 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific, and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. What does it mean to tell someone else's story in this ingenious blend of documentary and psychological th- thriller? Robert Greene, also known for the film actress, follows Caitlin Scheel, who is also who is from uh, such projects as House of Cards, Listen Up, Philip, through her creative process as they, she prepares for her next tragic role. Christine Chubeck was a Florida newscaster who committed suicide live on the air in 1974. As Kate investigates and ultimately becomes obsessed with Chubeck's story, she discovers that little is actually known about the real woman. It is a remarkable film, and we are fortunate enough to have with us today the director of Kate Plays Christine, Robert Green. Robert, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Well, I mean, I remember vaguely this story of, of Christine Chubeck. I remember when it happened, but it seemed like just just a blip on the radar, very quickly passed. And now I understand why. There are a lot of reasons for that. Um, and But I, what was it about this story that caught your attention? Yeah, um, well, it, it, part of the reason why it passed so quickly was that Nixon resigned just a few weeks later, and, and, um, and any sort of deeper investigation of it might might have been you know taken off the front pages so to speak um but uh the 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 uh, i guess i heard about the uh, christine um first in around 2004 or so uh, a friend of mine named nathan gelgood who's gone on to become an artist he was uh, we were going to make films together and we were just sort of talking about ideas and he he told me he told me the story and immediately i got somewhat obsessed you know, um, which is what happens when you hear the story. Um, the the fact that she came on air and and performed this, you know, this the speech, which was a protest against blood and guts television, but yet she did the most blood and guts TV thing of all time, potentially, you know, in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, and th- that she seemed to be in control and out of control at the same time, and. Uh, and and she had a, an awareness. She wrote her own news story of of the of her attempted suicide as as you know to prepare someone to read it on air after she was gone or after she you know she said attempted suicide because she I, I guess she thought maybe there was a chance she would survive and just mm-hmm. that sort of awareness and that level of of thinking for something so horrible just rattled me and but then immediately I was struck with the idea that I wasn't allowed to tell the story that the the facts of her life um were hard to find um but I but they were they were you know sort of full of almost like cliche ideas like she didn't have a boyfriend and she had tough job at work and and she had this fraught relationship with men and and to me, it was just like I that just all added up to I'm not allowed to do this, and so that sort of that feeling of not being allowed to do this persisted for a decade plus, and I would think about it often, and I think it influenced the rest of the films I made and how i I write about documentary and teach documentary as well, and it re- just the idea that there were stories out there that you couldn't tell what was then what was the what was the sort of catalyst to then what happened? 
between you're not you're thinking there's just not enough here to to, to really make a film, and then you go out and do this remarkable film uh, that is complex and interesting and fascinating and what, what, so what happened? What was what what between that two thousand and four and I? I mean, I appreciate you saying that. It it, it was I, so. I, my last film was a film called Actress, which mm-hmm. was a documentary about an actor who is. Um, given up acting to start a family and then she sort of starts to move back into acting um as a profession and and then there's some sort of consequences that are circling that decision not just related to it but you know in a complex way related to it and she's an actor so when you have an actor and i had done a previous film about a group of professional wrestlers similar thing when you have performers in a documentary uh, if it's not a movie about like the making of a performance, like a behind-the-scenes performance or something, there's a thing that happens where you start to really question what you're watching, and you're questioning, you're questioning whether they're performing or not, or how much is real, how much has been set up for the camera, et cetera. And it it kind of presents an opportunity to have a sort of more layered, um, you know, a layered experience for the viewer. And I think it actually heightens what's interesting about nonfiction cinema in general, which is that there's this inherent sort of tension between what's true and what's being constructed, how edits are working and what's the real world, etc. And so that layering was like kind of a light bulb. Mm-hmm. And, and I could imagine uh, um, Kate, you know, the Caitlin Shield of the movie is a very old friend of mine. We've been friends for the same, basically the same amount of time, about a decade. And I have worked with her. I edited Listen Up, Philip. I've edited films that she was involved in. And she's just a very thoughtful human being and, and a person who is the kind of person where you ask her to think something about something deeply. She's not just going to say, you know, oh, this is what I think. And this is she's going to really process it. And and I admire the way she thinks. I admire the way her brain works. And so it all came kind of together. I I will take my feelings of doubt and um, questioning of myself, what, why I want to even think about the story, and then w- filter those through Kate and watch her try to, to grapple with this, awesome. uh, yeah. with this question. And, and I, knew, I knew that that the only person who could pull that off really was her. So it kind of, the, the title of the film and the idea, the sort of opening of, of the possibilities of the idea all kind of came fully formed. Uh, let's. The film is Kate plays Christine. Uh, it's available at Grasshopper. Uh, you can go to the Grasshopper film uh, distributor as well as to the f- film website, which I just lost in front of me. Where is it? Um, what's the website for, for the? I, I think I think it's grasshopperfilm.com. Yeah, it's it's in theatrical release now. It's playing nationwide right now. Right. In addition to that, but the, okay, and it has its own website uh, as well. Yeah, Kate, Kate plays Christine dot com. Yep. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Um, now, I don't think we've sort of we've kind of danced around the edges of this. This is a documentary about, well, uh, broadly speaking, preparing to produce a narrative film about Christine's story. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, I mean, as you watch, you see that the narrative film within the film is yeah. is is not necessarily going to result in anything right. separate. Um, right. It, it was always a conceit that, you know, we started, the way I like to look at the film is that we we created a sort of fictional box, and within that fictional box, a documentary happened. 
um, which is uh, honestly a lot, how a lot of documentaries are produced. You have a, you know, you have a, an idea. I'm going to make a film about how SeaWorld is mistreating orca whales. Right. That is a conceit in the same way. Right. Um, it might be true, but you still it's a conceit. So we had a conceit, right. um, which is that this film within a film was going to fail. It was going to be bad. It was not going to work. It was going to be totally an inadequate version of Christine Chubbuck's story, and it was going to it was going to result in something that wasn't that wasn't um, that wasn't even defendable in some ways. Well, and so that was the idea going in. Right. And you see her preparing to play this thing as doomed to fail from the start, and, and because she herself and you as a filmmaker are grappling with it. maybe it's a kind of a conceit but it feels right in the film the the that conceit which is her film i mean her story christine's story is a um a very almost impenetrable story to be told we don't know yeah. enough about, we just don't know enough about her in many ways although over the course of Kate plays Christine. We start getting a little bit, sort of at least around the edges of her life, and be, and then a portrait does emerge of her, which then leads Caitlin Shield or, to her sort of existential moments in the film. Uh, it's a, I just I can I these I love these kind of films. I got to tell you, these are the sort of things that challenge people, as well as illuminate sort of the human condition. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a film that this reminds me of. Um, and I hope you agree. This reminds hmm. me. This reminds me of Persona, a lot. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah sure. a lot. That's and, a great film, and one of you know one of the great films ever made. And, and certainly, I mean, that's the kind of thing where you, if we thought on set, you know, or while we were shooting on set and offset, uh, that boy, we we're going to try to make Persona. We would we would have thrown ourselves off the cliff because you can't. <laughs> but well, but um, but, but yeah, but I but I appreciate that comparison. Well, I t- I'll tell you why. I'll just justify it by saying that it is about identity. It's about these two women in Persona. They trade personas in a matter of speaking. They grapple with what it means to be who they are and why and all the rest of it. And I think that's the Bergman film where they break the fourth wall, where they you suddenly see them on set discussing what it is they're doing. I, am I right about that one? I know on an, I think, on, yeah. uh, on Persona, right? They're, they suddenly yeah. break the fourth wall, and they're sitting there talking to you, the audience, about what it is that they're going through. And yeah, and for yeah, for so that, us, the idea was 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 t- completely in that vein. And but how do you do that in a nonfiction way? How do you do that with a documentary? Can can is that possible? And and that's where the sort of level of acting versus being yourself, and then act, and then how much. Kate understood the conceit going in, yeah. but having said that, when we start rolling on 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 these moments, the the tension that she's feeling when she's then tasked to represent Christine Chubbuck in a in in a quote unquote bad reenactment, that's real tension. So that so you're seeing you're seeing her approach that, and then when you know in in an absolutely true way, you're, that's what you what you actually experience her watch her going through is true, and then. When you get to the end, you know it's you see the, the sort of collapsing of Christine and Kate and performance and reality all sort of happening at once, which is really what is sort of you know guiding that final scene. I think. Yeah, and and again, yeah, there, there you go. And I think <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to drag you into a comparison with Ingmar Bergman, but I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm trying to just say to you that when I'm watching that will help this, no one. <laughs> It's a, I'm just trying to say it's a wonderful film, and I just cannot tell you how 
how it, enjoyable it is to watch this thing, this kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope, the right word, just sort of the, the prism, the prism changes throughout the film. Um, and, and even to the point where, uh, you know, when she puts the wig on and, uh, and you're right, the, the scenes, and I have to tell you, I'll be honest with you, when we're watching her as you try to make the narrative film and she's saying, this doesn't work, I don't understand what my motivation, I don't understand this scene, and those things, it's hard to not wonder if this isn't part of her, of an acting lesson or acting exercise. But sure. you're telling me, I mean, again, it's the, it's the, it's the beauty of the film. It, it's, it really, really works for me. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I would say I can answer that directly, which, I mean, I, you know, Kate's always the best person to answer that stuff. But yeah. but the, the thing is, is when you say someone is an actor and they're in a documentary, the immediate instinct is to think that means that they're being inauthentic or, to put it more bluntly, they're lying to me. You know, right. Kate is an actor. She is acting. Does that mean she's lying? No. Well, she's actually finding, the, you know, what acting actually is is an art form based on finding some deep truths and presenting them and displaying them and 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 finding words and gestures and and glances and the way she uses her eyes and her you know and the way she holds her head you know to to manifest deeper truths and i would i think she would say look i i would never yell at a director on set like that you know in normal circumstances um, but that doesn't mean that she didn't. She doesn't feel those tensions in every role she's playing. In fact, she's confided to me separate, several times, saying, "Like, you know, I, I'm not any more annoyed with you than I am at most independent director, independent film directors. Um, this is uh, this is just how it's this is how it's frustrating for actors always because you you're you're asked to be you know you know making something out of nothing too yeah. often in independent film. Yeah. And so I you know she's and those feelings that that. Feeling that sense of responsibility that she feels, the sense of being, you know, there was Sean Price Williams who shot the film, yeah. uh, me and 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 Kate, and we had we had a um, several women who were working on the film. We had a producer named Bennett Elliott, and, and in New York we had producers Susan Bedusa and yeah. Danielle Rosen, along with Doug Tarola from Portra Films, but a, a whole team of men and women, sort of like checking each other throughout the process. But nevertheless, the, the main three creative people were me, Sean, and, and Kate. And so Sean, I mean, so Kate felt an immense responsibility to represent this woman and, and, the, and as best she could. And so those tensions are very, very real. So she's bringing forth bu- things that usually are bubbling just under the surface. And that, to me, is, is a possibility of, of nonfiction. That's, a, that's actually what documentary can be doing. It can actually it can allow you to bring forth these hidden things rather than to say, oh, they're only being brought forth for the camera. Of course they're only being brought forth for the camera. Yeah. But an interview in a Talking Heads documentary is, is just as artificial. They're being brought, ideas are being brought forth for the camera. Or in a you know, so-called you know, direct cinema or cinema verite or observational film, however you want to say it, things are being brought forth for, for, for the camera. So this is just another version of that, and I think a heightened version of that. And, and um, so, yeah, it's absolutely acted and absolutely authentic at the same time. I'm going to ask you a two-part question. One is, it, is, is did you know what you were going to, um, actually, more than that, uh, it, it, are you, did you get what you thought you were going to get out of this film going into it? And if, if so, how? If not, how? Did you, what, 
what was your expectation? Because as you had to be thinking about this structurally, thematically, all the rest of these these things, what did, what did about this film did you get right before you started production, and what surprised you at the end? Well, we we were lucky enough to be able to pitch the film to several sort of people. You know that um, I got you know invited to several pitch forums, which is a sort of documentary rite of passage, and um, flown around the world to pitch the film again and again and again. I'd pitch the film. And oftentimes people would say, you know, I think this is going to be interesting. I have no idea if you could pull it off. I have no idea if, if what you're saying is actually going to happen. And I, weirdly, I would say the film I pitched is, in fact, the film that we made. Okay. And that's important because the core idea never changed. The core idea was there. But, but part, of, part of that pitch was I have these four or five core ideas. Yet what needs to happen is that a true documentary has to happen while these four or five core ideas are being, you know, explored. And that was the thing I couldn't have predicted. So I didn't know how the film was going to end. I didn't know Kate was going to take the reins in the way she did and guide the ending of the film. Those Those final words that she speaks are her, that's her speech that she's written for herself. I had no idea that we would end with an indictment of me on, on that level and an indictment of the viewer on another level. That, those were, and in fact, those words are in the film, not because it's my big idea, but because that's what Kate said. And as a documentary filmmaker, I, am, I feel uh, uh, compelled to include what she said. It's not about what I said. It's about actually what she said. And we didn't know we would see footage of Christine. We didn't know we would meet, you know, the friend of her brother. We didn't know we would get, we would be with the person who was in the room when it happened. We had none of that set up. That was all discovered over the course of, of filming. Um, so, I mean, I just, I, I knew that we had to, I mean, this is, but this is just, you know, this is my fourth feature. So, right, oh, wait. Right. Is it my fourth feature or fifth feature? Jesus. Oh, it's my fifth. Wait, one, it's, two, actress, three. Actress, fake yeah. so real. Fake it so real. Katie. So real, with Katie it. with it. Yeah, it's my fifth feature. So let's... Uh, <laughs> okay. Owning right. the weather is my first. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, like, time, time is... That's, that's what happens <laughs> when you're 40. You're like, I don't even know how many movies I've made anymore. Um, uh, anyway, that's crazy. Well, let, um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we didn't... You know, my fifth... It being my fifth film, I knew... I knew that I needed to have ideas. I knew I needed to direct the film, but I also knew it would only work if it was if if discoveries that we couldn't have possibly predicted that we had to do good journalism, for example, to find out these discoveries. Um, I didn't know that those were happen. So that's that's the sort of long answer version okay. of that. Uh, well, and, uh, just in the minute or so we've got left, Robert Green, um, what has been <clears throat> the reaction? I mean, you 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 won at at Sundance the Grand Jury Prize for writing. Is that correct for you know, Grand Jury? Award? Yeah, ju- uh, not the Grand Jury, but uh, the jury. The Grand Jury is the main winner, but it's the ju- we got a jury award for for writing for a documentary, which oh, is right. a strange, beautiful award. The, the uh, yes, it the, is. The reaction's been good. I mean, it's it's a combination of some people saying, "Well, you didn't make a documentary," and and me saying, "Well, here's why that's wrong." Um, and then some people saying, thank you for pushing these boundaries and trying to, you know, find uh, new ways of using nonfiction cinema. And some people don't care if it's documented or not, and they're either excited by it or bored by it. Or, I mean, we've even had an incredible, inc- incredible critical reaction. It's, it's written, it, people have written the, some of my favorite 
things I've ever read about movies have been written about this movie. It's really ripe for the kinds of, you know, it's a, it's a kind of movie that, that a smart writer can sink their teeth into and, and talk about what they like and what they don't and, and really get in there. And that, and that makes me, as a writer myself, that makes me very proud. Um, the film has had a run unlike anything. I mean, I can't, I still can't believe it played in the documentary competition in Sundance. And I think that, that was a meaningful place for it to begin its life because I think that started conversations that I'm very proud to be a part of. Yeah. Um, well, I, I yeah, so concur. It, it's I, been a great run. I concur. And as someone in the audience, someone who watches a lot of films, I my hat's off to you for this high-wire act that you pulled off and did mm-hmm. it so well, and especially the Caitlin Shield. Uh, she is remarkable in this film um, on so many levels, and uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful film. And uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for the film, and thank you for being here today on Film School. Thank you so much. And, yeah, I couldn't agree more about Kate, and, and it's uh, thanks for your great, great interview. Thank you. Robert Green, <laughs> director of the film. Uh, Kate plays Christine. We'll we'll talk to you again sometime, hopefully. Thank you very much, Robert. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.